Do you want to say something too? Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. What up, what up world, Jason Orlean, um, Chief of Staff, United States. Um, I've been noticing a lot of prayers recently for people during this time, and I commend that. Um, but I also want to give a prayer for stuff. There's dope stuff, like material stuff, like sick apartments and watches and cars um, and clothes and shit that could all go away. And I don't want to see that stuff go away, so I'm going to say a prayer for that stuff. Amen. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod about Don't Look Up. You're listening to the Analysis. Big day on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a Leonardo DiCaprio film. Hey, hey, hands check. Let's <laughs> see those hands, Bob. Hey, I want to give a shout out to all those proud white folks down there. Working hard. And the Indians. Both the elephant kind and the bow and arrow kind. Hey, what if you guys teamed up? Wouldn't that be cool? And the uh, gays! Yeah, that's, oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, Let's that's get back on our mission. That. Let's get back on the mission of reviewing the most divisive movie of the year, it seems like. It's, uh, it's 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is hilarious, and it speaks perfectly to what this movie is trying to say and how divided we can't even agree on what's funny anymore or yeah. what what is funny to some people it, it hits too funny. close to home it was funny it just wasn't funny right there um my big takeaway i just can't figure this out he's a four-star general so, and and he's charging for the free what? snacks I... be the purpose <laughs> the free snacks returning bit <laughs> I love a good through line uh, callback bit, and that was hilarious. Anyway, let's uh, let's let, let's let's back it up and uh, come at this with uh, clear eyes, full hearts. Yeah. Uh, don't look up. Came out Christmas Day. I watched it. Did you? I did not watch it on Christmas Day. Had a lot of family. These holidays keep ruining my viewing haze. Yeah. First Thanksgiving was ruining the South pandemic Park special. Boat, can't pandemic special. The, the special event and Christmas ruining my movies and, and don't look up. But yeah, so I, I was, I was full on family mode and we, we didn't get around to it. So I ended up checking this out on the 27th, but have watched it twice since. Nice. I'm part of the 50% that did enjoy this. I think it did exactly what I thought it would do. It feels almost like a, live action south park just the way that yeah, yeah. the satire is so dense in this movie the the and it's so right now the politicians are these cartoon buffoons the media is these <laughs> cartoon buffoons like it really felt in in a weird way very south parky to me the but scientists it, are screaming into the void and everyone else is ridiculous yeah yeah yeah, and they're getting fired, and <laughs> people are people are just if they show any sort of emotion or passion at all, then you're just labeled as a crazy nut, and and so I mean I it did exactly what I thought it was going to do, and and I, I think for a, for a lot of time I was really enjoying it. I also felt the anxiousness and the anxiety 
and the urgency that the movie is, is trying to project. So, so I actually was thoroughly entertained, but I've also seen very mixed feelings on it, which obviously speaks to almost what he's saying in the movie, Adam McKay. It's so perfect. Yeah, the South Park thing is so relevant. I mean, like like Wendy Testaburger is kind of like the Jennifer Lawrence character. I, I don't know. Is is, uh, <laughs> uh, is is Leo kind of like the Randy where he gets a little uh, no, he's Stan. Oh, okay. Well, I, I kind of liked him as Randy because Randy is a scientist. And then, like, let's say Randy gets a little famous and he kind of gets carried away with it. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, starts having sex with the media members. <laughs> yeah. And then Cartman is Jonah Hill. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so who do you think wins this movie? Because I was going to say Jonah Hill. I think he's Oh, Jonah Hill all day. He's His the lines, most he has so many bangers, and I was, I was going to get down to this because I've watched it twice now, and I've written down some of my favorite lines, but Buck 40 Trilly, <laughs> great line. I want to give a shout-out to Stuff. I'm talking watches. I'm talking <laughs> sick clothes. Um. When he calls Jennifer Lawrence boy the with the dragon head. tattoo. But he doesn't say it's girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. So he got <laughs> boy with the dragon tattoo. And there's other times where he goes to refer to the group and he's just like, all right, guys, we're going to have this meeting. But clearly Jennifer Lawrence is in the room. So he's just mocking the boyish haircut. And <laughs> he's throwing the snacks on the ground. He's just such a piece of shit. I, I was, he, they, every time. They must have just let him run one riled as well. Just... Uh, this mostly improvised, you think, the Jonah Hill Yeah, stuff? just the Michigan State bit, where it's like, what, Michigan State? Which is also funny, because What are you like, her son? Hey, hey, I'm chief of staff, okay? I'm doing fine. I'm doing pretty good, boy with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think he wins the movie, but I, I think the a lot CIA of people... bit, yeah, he's like, normally the FBI doesn't do the bag over the head, the CIA did, but I did it, and it was hilarious and cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but thanks for dressing up. Yeah, hey, thanks for dressing up. Just always coming for her. That was great. I, I had so much fun with this movie. I don't understand. Hey, unless it's hitting you too close to home and you're like, oh, shit, they're making fun of me. This isn't that fun. Why would it, – it's so obvious. This is – you know, this this COVID pandemic is like we can't get our heads out of our ass. Imagine if a asteroid was coming to destroy the world. Like – it's just so perfect and and you know leo's a big uh, environmental guy and he's out there just kind of pounding on tables like would you please people would you people please do something like can we please do anything uh these tidal waves are coming tornadoes climate crisis like this is this is so real and right now and it's a perfect parody of how people like well can, can you just not say the word crisis and can we kind of make it we try to make it more can we try to make it a yeah. bit more fun? We, we like to make things kind of fun on this show. Yeah, I ah. love the scene when she's when Jennifer Lawrence is going, it's not potentially going to happen. This is 100%. This is not subjective. This is mathematical certainty. Or even when Leo has to go on the press circuit and he's like, I don't do this. I'm a scientist. And the guy's like, you're going to be fine. You're just telling the story. Well, this isn't a story. And then he goes, just don't include math. And Leo goes, the whole thing is, is math. math. Yeah. The whole thing. And it's just like the way we have to package things uh-huh. in, in in the media. And, and I think that's, I think that's where we can maybe start because there's so much to to get into in terms of what this movie is trying to say. It's, it's trying to say a ton, but there's really three pillars of criticism. You've got the pillar of 
the media and how we react with media and how what we choose to spend our social consciousness on. And then you've got politics and what our politicians are choosing to focus on and spend their time and resources and energy. And then you've got the corporate lobbying and you've got that whole act three with bash and you could, you could yeah, say bash the, the people. I don't know, the Elon Musk-esque Elon character Musk or Jeff seen. Bezos maybe. Cause I feel like he's Elon... kind of a composite of a bunch of maybe, maybe even um, Richard a little bit of Zuckerberg, but yeah. th- that technology he's talking about is actually that they're really trying to develop that technology where it takes your blood pressure and pushes you videos that make you happy and all of that shit is actual, apparently, according to Brecken, that's real technology they're trying to create. Oh yeah, th- there's an episode uh, I was taught uh, I was told about on Joe Rogan is like kind of the guys that were involved in producing Social Dilemma come on the Joe Rogan's show and like it's way more it's way worse now. Like Social Dilemma was yeah, we did it a little while ago. Now it's so much worse cuz yeah. there's like nanobots in your bloodstream and and uh, like bots like on social media recreating your uh commenting tendencies. So pretty much just these these that these AI robots are arguing on Instagram comments and everyone's like, Oh Jesus. shit, everyone's fired up and uh, none of it's real. Um, it, it's just insane. But of those three pillars, I think the satire that hit the hardest to me was the media element and what they're doing on that daily rip show, because it, it's that's, that's so tangible where we're so focused on who Pete Davidson is fucking these days. It's it, You've got the whole element with Kid Cudi and Ariana Grande. And then these these scientists come out. It's like this little science project. Hey, tell me, is is there extraterrestrials? Is there life out there? And <laughs> do, it's there just this... do, do you think this asteroid is going to knock on my ex-wife's house? God, God yeah. I hope so. I'm buying Bash Doc. You could come in my... He's like, can you stop being so fucking pleasant? Or she has the, the meltdown first. Yeah. Jennifer Are Lawrence we not being first. clear? Clear. Like, this is urgency. And it, can you stop... <laughs> trying to make everything so pleasant and that's that's really and they keep saying we want to keep it light we want to keep the news light people and it's like it's not that this isn't this is impending and we need to act now and i think that's where you see leo and he's it, he's shouting in character as professor mindy or as dr mindy he's shouting in character about wake up but that that's really leonardo dicaprio and adam mckay yelling at us and i don't think they actually this is jordan harris friend of the pod said this and i agree i don't think leonardo dicaprio and adam mckay truly think this movie is going to make a difference but they just want to publicly be on record with their professionalism saying that they at least made a movie about it yeah i know right well because it's so fun because so this is so he's done uh you know housing crisis Uh, he's he's tackled you know, it's a real life things you know uh, you know the, the administration of George Bush and then he goes after yeah that that housing uh, the bubble bursts that sort of thing and this is sort of the uh, hypothetical but it feels so real and I think yeah. you're, you're talking about those three pillars which I I totally agree with but I would go another step further into like the media one where it's the reaction of social media or just people's ridiculous beliefs that they hold on to despite all evidence to the contrary like the whole just look up the fucking sky there's a thing coming towards us i told you don't look up people don't look up they want you to look up just don't do it well and that's and that's that you could you could equate that to wildfires you could equate that 
to it's any number thing. of things. Yeah. And, and then especially, and I think where this movie gets really interesting is you can say it's a metaphor for climate change, and it absolutely is, but climate change isn't something that's going to impact people living right now, likely, in a, in a severe way. It's going to impact people in the future, whereas COVID, it, it's quite literally killing you at this moment. Like, the, the science mm. and, and what we're trying to say, mm-hmm. it's, it is it is like life and death to you, the person, the same way a comet is coming in six months is life and death to you, the person. So yeah. I think the pandemic added a whole nother element, and Leonardo DiCaprio came out on his Instagram, I shared it, and you know, caught, caught a little fire after I gave it a share. But oh, yeah, he, is that what He happened? said... <laughs> He said this brings a mirror to our culture and how we deal with bad news and the supreme distrust of modern science and yeah. modern scientists. And I think that, that that does a really good job of explaining it through that media element that we were talking about. Since when do we trust politicians and distrust scientists? It makes no sense. Like this this Trump stand-in Meryl Streep or you know the or if, if Marjorie Taylor Greene were ever to hold office the this nutcase. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this is the, their control over these stupid or ha- half of the population just does, it's crazy to me. Um what what was also great about like uh, you know this this Jennifer Lawrence character comes on and it's like, are we not being clear? This is going to destroy the world. And we're like, eh, we didn't really like her so much, but but sexy doctor guy. Yeah. Memes are created. Astronomer Alana Fuck, yeah. I, I was explaining this movie to a, a friend who hadn't seen it. I'm like, just imagine what the public response would be if uh, a real live comet was going to destroy the world in six months. He's like, oh, I don't know. They, they create a TikTok dance about it. I mean, is that is that it? Like, yeah, exactly. And there's there's a moment where they're yeah. doing a launch a launch challenge, and people are blowing rockets up in their face and going yeah, to the hospital. I know. <laughs> it's like that's exactly what it, it would be like in Independence Day if Jeff Goldblum went to the president and they were like, we're gonna sit and assess. Yeah, on this on this impending. And instead, in that movie, everyone jumps to action. And yeah, yeah, does oh, the shit. best. In this in this one, they are just gonna sit and assess because it's not good for my political climate right now. Uh, just it's. Man, I, I don't see any other outcome than th- this is like predicting the future of, of like like when shit gets real, like when Florida is like underwater due to melting ice caps and like they're going to play the Leonardo DiCaprio speech. Yeah, it's going to be on loop. It, you know, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio speech where he's he's holding his fist in his hand and he goes, I pray to God that this president has our best interest for us. But this whole administration is fucking insane. That whole speech it really reminded me of the Jeff Daniels newsroom speech in, in, a, in a way, just how, how it, it continues to come back and be relevant at different times and it gets shared. It's like mm-hmm. this, this speech is going to be shared in the future. You mean the, that the first episode where he kind of dresses down that, that woman that acts, yeah. Why is America the greatest country in the world? I don't know. The yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's no, not. No, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. No, we're 25th in math. Well, yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I hope this has like a, a long lifespan and a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's it's so crazy. funny. But yet it's 60% for Red Notice, this horrible rock yeah. and Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds movie. A friend of mine said that he didn't really like it. He couldn't get through it because it was like, it was like, um, what's that movie? Simplicity? No, uh, Idiocracy, but uh, more preachy. I was like, what are you talking, this is way funnier. He was like, well, I just yeah. like that idiocracy was kind of dumb and stupid, and this is just, like, so on its high horse. And I was like, that's, 
I much prefer intelligent parody that's cutting and maybe makes people uncomfortable than just common denominator. That's the whole point. I think that's the theme. And I think that's even what McKay is trying to say is because it's unpleasant, people will turn off yeah. and not listen. And I think exactly. he's almost predicting that this movie is good. I think he wants it to go 50%. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it reminds me a little bit of, and, and this is much more polarizing but what dave Chappelle was coming out with and it's almost like you can't if something hits close to home or if something is cutting then people are going to run to their corners yeah. and and blow and, and blow it out of proportion and i think because this has real shit to say it's almost like it can't be viewed at as entertainment and people just get just get upset with it Oh, they, they're coming after uh, conservatives yeah it's 100 percent accurate well, and that's what the Chris Evans scene when he's that douchey director with <clears throat> the don't the look up and down pin on. I loved that bit because it pokes fun of those people who think they're enlightened because they cho- they don't choose a side and they can say like, "Hey, can't we all just get along?" But certain things, especially with irrefutable science, like everyone doesn't get an opinion. Like yeah. science, in in fact, in reality, that's the opinion. You don't just get to say, "Hey, both people are are right on both sides." Can't we all just hold hands? It's like, no, science is right. Yeah, the yeah, right yeah. thing to do is to get vaccinated. Yeah, there is a right and a wrong side. Yeah, like just let's get out of this fucking shit and just 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 be an adult. I don't, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. What what a, what a showing two years this has been. And so then you get the political element. You've got all of you know they don't they don't act until it's in their best interest, and it's to try to distract distract from political scandal because that really seems to be the only thing that we focus on is either a political scandal or celebrity fucking, and instead of real actual issues that that matter here. And so you've got the the Meryl Streep bit. Did you seem to enjoy that pillar there with Streep and Jonah Hill and? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All of, they're they're having birthday parties and and keeping them up and putting them in motels the next day. Man, just yeah, a lot to unpack and like a lot coming at you. It's pretty um, polarizing, you know. Christmas Day viewing, you know, it's not like a, a West Side Story, you know, Disney glossed. <laughs> this is this is a really biting social commentary that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for people that already know that they disagree with it. Um, You know what I really liked when it comes to the political pillar was when Timothy Chalamet and all of his skateboarding buddies are talking about these conspiracy theories with that administration. And Jennifer Lawrence goes, you guys, it's actually way more depressing. These people are not nearly smart enough to to pull off all this conspiracy that you're giving them credit for exactly i always thought that with like the 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 world trade center stuff it's like these people can't keep anything secret are you kidding me they're all stupid they don't know what to do no one does anything because they're afraid they're gonna lose money or votes or like no one does anything yeah like this would never happen you know how many people would have to be in on it ah it's just ridiculous yeah and at the end at the core some of the things they're saying and and i think this is this is one thing that i reflected on when he's talking to mark rylance when leo's talking to mark rylance and they're in front of these drones that are eventually going to go out and and try to save the world but rylance Rylance is just great by the way yeah he's great the the fake teeth and yeah it's really funny almost like a 
Warhol meets yeah, he, he Steve does look... Jobs. <laughs> That's spot on. He looks exactly like that. <laughs> but he says, you're a lifestyle idealist, and you think you're motivated by these ethical beliefs, but really you just run towards pleasure and away from pain like a field mouse. And I think that's that is something that we're all guilty of i think that that one is uh criticism mm -hmm. on just the world in general and that sometimes me and you'll sit here and and we'll agree and we'll preach but where are we really spending our conscious time and energy and and we we do run towards the pleasure and, and we we do sink into that type of idealism so it's it's trying to shake us awake and i appreciate that as well i mean I like a video of a puppy riding on a rooster as much as the next man. I'm your best friend. Unless the next man is Bob Panelin. Um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's so spot on on so many different levels. I, I think it was really fun. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Uh, I because it was getting kind of middling reviews, criticism uh, in the lead up. It's like Adam McKay's kind of lost his groove and. You know, his movies are of, they do have a target audience, and uh, you've got to really dislike Dick Cheney to to get on in that movie. And even, you know, some, even the, the liberals were like, this is too much. Uh, they were kind of off of that movie. I thought it was great satire again. Um, so, yeah, I think people are very anti-preachy on both sides of the, the divide. I, because it's unpleasant, yeah. Yeah. I think people, it's it's a hard way to try to convince people to change their mind is uh -huh. by shout lecturing at them. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And so you either you're either part of that idealism or you're not. And you're either going to. But you're not that this movie isn't changing anyone's mind. Back to the point of they uh -huh. just want to be on record with what what side they're on, because yeah. the target audience that need this message aren't going to receive it in this way. And then the people who already are on your team are going to just say, yes, and, and ha, ha, Jonah Hill's got some great lines. Yep. Yeah. Man, I, I just had a lot of fun with it. I was kind of uh, surprised at how much I enjoyed it, but I plan to watch it again, and uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, the Ariana Grande song. And, and there are parts of this movie, if we want to get into our, our nitpicks here, like there's, there's parts that don't work as well, mm -hmm. and... Act two, starting in Act three, once Leo starts sleeping around in his wife and he becomes this media image, almost like a famous Dr. Fauci, yeah. better looking, that was less impactful to me. I think some of the th bits don't play. There's a little bit of padding, I, I think, as fair to say. Two hours, 18 minutes. Uh, the first half hour, you're like, oh, I'm in for like an hour and 45 minute movie here. I really think once they turn the drones around, so once they abandon that initial launch and yeah. then it gets into the mission and Leo joins this board of the mission trying to do the bash mission and all of that, it gets muddly because he's also sleeping around on his wife. He's lost his compass. Yeah, I think that stuff gets off track but then you need it because you, you reconnect you still with j-law and they in the corporate lobbying you want yeah. to be able to satire just when corporations get involved and they they think that they're doing this for the greater good but it's really just to make insanely rich people more filthy rich which is such a that must have been such a cathartic line for jennifer lawrence to be in the, in the diner the, the shrimp diner yeah we were gonna be saved but 
some filthy rich corporations wanted to make themselves even more ridiculously rich. Yeah. And, and it's like, th- this is going to be the end of us. This is how it happens. Yeah. They refuse to let peer review happen, yeah. scientific peer review. They Anyone that's opposed to the thing that's going to make them more money, they're just going to fire those scientists or discredit them or yeah. make them move to random parts of the country. And that, in a way, it's extreme, right? It's satire, but in right. a way, that's what happens. The wage gap keeps increasing. You got these ridiculous billionaires in a race to get their nuts up into the moon. I, uh, uh, the space race is stupid. I mean, it's it's just creeping there, man. And this movie kind of, it hits the fast forward button and gives us a peek at like what, this is the path where our society is on. I mean, I, I don't know how, yeah, yeah it's funny. And, and you have to laugh to keep from crying really because it's yeah. so on the money in terms of you can see this playing out and it's already kind of happening like you're saying with the pandemic. Like the pandemic is like a dress rehearsal for like a truly terrifying catastrophic event. Yeah. Like you and know, we totally failed. And yeah, we totally. <laughs> have, so this thing where you have like a ninety-eight percent chance of surviving as like a baseline, we totally failed. And now something that could like actually seriously wipe out a much higher percentage is just gonna take us to our yeah. knees, man. It's it's scary, but I I love that they went there and they made it funny. I mean. And then, of course, at the end, all of the rich people get off the planet anyway and j- just only get eaten by alien birds. Bird but not bird nuts or whatever. It's, and it's not, it's not ironic that Meryl Streep leaves her son behind. So that this whole generation that's making all these terrible decisions yeah. and prioritizing all of the wrong things, they're just going to eventually, they, it's to hell with the, the people behind me or, or my children behind me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we fucked up. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, we had good intentions, so yeah. All right, bye. We're dead now. See ya. Uh, enjoy. Um, what do you think? A body double on Meryl Streep, or is that her bare ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. It's not super tight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's. It's still a body double, though. I. I think regardless of what shape she's in it's body double but she's not she's she's not at a point where this arbitrary adam mckay no no she's she's not getting nude for an adam mckay parody body double yeah body double 100 and they were a little unfair yeah with the casting of the body double too oh come on i don't maybe maybe they're all in green suits and they just like superimpose the 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 wrinkly ass uh. <laughs> some some bits that didn't play for me uh the some of the editing the smash edits were weird and i'll give you an example early on leo starts to panic about the realization that the comet's going to hit and jennifer lawrence goes i have to get high and then it's just a smash edit to something else or them getting on the plane or something There's, there was always just really quick cuts sometimes mm-hmm. That I thought the editing threw me off where it took me a, a few seconds to kind of shake off the edit to get to another scene. So that, that was one thing I thought was weird. And Yeah, I well, because that out. stuff usually works pretty well in these movies. Like like Big Short and Vice, I thought like, the editing is, is usually like one of the, the stars. Uh, I, and... thought, I thought it was weird here. Yeah. I also just thought some of the bits, so like a bit that didn't work for me was when the the couple, the, the famous singing couple gets together and then all of a sudden the, you cut to the family and they're going, 
oh, I just got this song downloaded. Oh, I've had 25 push notifications. Or it, it just was, it was too hokey to me, like that that moment didn't play as much. Or, or the, the, a lot of the relationships, the parts of the relationships, and I think that's where the movie gets heavy or, or weighed down, is just the actual, like, like you get Chalamet, it's already an hour and a half into the movie, and he shows up, and he's supposed to be kind of an emotional set piece or he's he's part of the emotional core of the final act of the movie i thought that was weird to try uh, to shoehorn to, in relationships. to shoehorn well i don't think they were trying to shoehorn relationships i think it was a good vehicle for jeff alone to be like yeah fuck it we're all gonna die and just starts making out with timothy chalamet and like the the dinner like right before i was like oh they're actually gonna play this out like this actually does smash into the earth and uh, I, I thought the effects that they created for it were pretty cool in terms of trying to envision what a uh the a meteor the size of everest smashing into the earth with the, the power of a billion atom bombs or whatever mm-hmm. it is hey, Hir- hiroshima bombs yeah um and what that would do and i guess just and you're calmly having a, your final meal there and it's is it so like it, it hits into the some sort of a body of water so it's it's much more than just a tidal wave but i I was trying to envision what was happening in that final moment. Well, and that that's that's really and it talks about the importance. I think that's the, the that dinner is the summary of the whole movie where what what's really important are these these human relationships in our life and we have to set aside our political viewpoints and differences for the greater good of the planet because what really matters is the is this dinner here and these moments. So that's why that's why the relationships are important and that's you know the, the relationship with his wife and that yeah. that whole drama where she's I thought that was a funny way to button that up where she was like, "Hey, I fucked Aaron Tran when we yeah. were in college, so, <laughs> right. so we're good." But but I think but that's that's the theme of the movie is like this is this is what's important, guys, and 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 we've completely lost sight of that from think, all of our differences. Yeah, think about your children if nothing else. Like, can we please turn around the climate change for for so your kids can have a survivable planet to live in? I mean, I how's yeah. I just don't get how that doesn't ring through. They're like, oh no, everything's fine. No, no nothing's gonna happen. Oh, everything's on fire. Everything's there's all these t- tornadoes, tidal waves. Yeah. Nobody. I don't get why why people that are supposed to be like, all, all you know, party and, and or um, family values and uh, and all. How do they not see this being an issue? Yeah. Well, and then it's and then it's it, even those things seem gloom and doom and in certain for a catastrophe. Like you have a chance to to rewrite it if you do it the right way. And, and you even see that with Rylance telling Leo he's going to die alone. And at the end, Leo does not die alone. Like, he dies with his friends That's and family. That's right, yeah. He, and whereas... So you, you can rewrite it if you right. if you find the right compass. And right. so I think it's like... That's you're, a point. You, and, and I think Leo has a nice little arc because it's it's first it's he hasn't been published in a long time and he's, he's stuttery and he's on Xanax and he has no self-confidence and then he becomes this celebrity for a little bit but overall of that he is able to you know to 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 bring it all home and find out what's most important and so i i thought that that his little journey as a character i thought was was great he does a great job i love when leo goes comedy um i love this role for jennifer lawrence where you know she's great that's a great comeback yeah, absolutely. Where she's not trying to play some, you know, uh, American hustle, this big hair, I, I, like these big grandiose characters. Like, let's just get her age appropriate, and not and like, yeah, like just be real. And she's great. Uh, yeah, everyone has is having a lot of fun here and really like showing up for for the script. 
Jonah um, Hill, baby. Just yeah. keeps delivering the goods. Absolutely. Love, love me some Jonah Hill, dude. So many, so many great bits. Jonah Hill wins the movie. What's uh So let's transition briefly. So this is one of my favorite movies of the year. I think maybe probably for you as well. That where do you put this in like your Oscar power rankings, or what do you have currently? Because like what I've been hearing, and so it's it feels like there's a lot of good movies to see right now, but. If the fr- if the front runners are Power of the Dog and Belfast, that strikes me as kind of a weak yeah. year, and that's kind of what I what I'm hearing in terms of like. I think this will sneak in. I don't. All right, think so it'll ten win. ten movies get nominated. I I like the ten. I mean, what? Don't look up Dune. I haven't seen West Side Story. Belfast was good. I just don't see it being a runaway favorite. Power Power of the Dog. I I guess I just didn't like that man. I I might have to rewatch it just to. But it's supposed to be like, you know, this brilliant filmmaker back after 14 years, just beautifully made, just power of the slog is what I heard. Yeah, it's very sloggy. Very sloggy. um, The Lost Daughter. um, Haven't seen that yet. Maggie Gyllenhaal, that's about to drop. That's supposed to be good. Nightmare Alley, I think could, I mean, people love Guillermo. We talked about that. That that maybe slides in. Licorice Pizza, I just saw, and I think... That's awesome. I think that that so that's like you know you have like the ten nominees, but then five directors that yeah. are also there, and those and that are the basically real. Tells you what the the real five are. I so see. You think Licorice Pizza. I got huh? Licorice Pizza and Dune in the top five. I guess I'll I'll throw in West Side Story, having not seen it, and then probably Belfast is in that 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 top five. And then Maybe what it's else? PTA's year. Yeah, who knows? I I mean I I uh, I could see him doing original screenplay. Uh, I, I don't know, but then we got American, uh, no, uh, American Underdog, you know, the... Oh, yeah, Kurt yeah. Warner, baby. Kurt, Kurt Warner story. <laughs> One for American Underdog, please. <laughs> All these movies to see. I, I, by the way, we were talking about actors who have a year. We were talking about Willem Dafoe and actors who, who end up having this big year. Timothy Chalamet, you've got Dune, French <laughs> Dispatch, and now oh, Don't, look, don't look, up. look Up. Guys have it a year. Look out for him. Oh yeah, look out for him. No, he's just in everything. He's he's like the number one guy. Yeah. I also, before we sign out here, realized how ironic it was that I was talking about how our social conscious is on who Pete Davidson is fucking, and the avatar of that in this movie is Ariana Grande, someone who Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson was fucking, fucking and yeah. we were all focused on. So there you go, Pete Davidson, guys. I go don't focus think. on climate change and not Pete Davidson. Or Kanye West or Kim Kardashian, just anything else. It's just substance. Focus on substance, for God's sakes, please. Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, let's, I'll get off my soapbox and uh, onto yeah. the couch <laughs> to do let's nothing. Let's get onto the couch. Let's go watch more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Buck 40 Trilly. Oh, God, we're all going to get rich and be safe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> let's give it up to stuff. Let's go watch some stuff. Give it up to stuff. All right, man. This was fun. Yeah, super fun. A Leo movie. I, I, I have you watched Revenant this year yet? I gotta go back. I gotta do my Christmas rewatch. <laughs> yeah, love a good Revenant. Love a Christmas Revenant. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Don't forget to wash your hands. Stay safe. Like and subscribe. We'll see you down the road. See you down the road. Bye. Nomad, still better than this year's crop. What? What he's really trying to say is get your head.